Hello and welcome to Story Radio, the podcast for readers, writers and lovers of short stories everywhere. Today we're listening to Life in the Dressing Room of the Theatre by Eleonora Westfall. Life in the Dressing Room of the Theatre Act One Every night now, for a month, Letty Hart took the train from the lilting Sussex Downs to the wide-open mouth of London, to Havelock's Music Hall, a sparkling theatre of excess and extravagance, where she sat, smudged by shadow, curtains, cigar smoke, and the interval chatter and guffaws of the swells in their top hats, who stood in the stalls drinking sham in glasses that sparkled and caught the light from the dimmed chandeliers. She came not to see the star, the final act, a comic shipped in from America whose name was pasted onto every lamppost, as Havelock Girling, the owner, a man with an astounding likeness to a railway rat with a thin little moustache over a mouth of barely contained teeth, suggested, while he stood outside each evening, greeting his audience with a flourish of his wrist and a voice louder than his frame seemed capable of, she came, instead, to see Annie Kane, a magician who dressed in trousers and top hat and produced the wishes and thoughts of her audience seemingly right out of the air. Act Two A hush would fall like a curtain mid-act before Annie walked out on stage. A quiet quite unlike any other, where the air, unchanged from just moments before, would seem heavier, thicker and more taut, as though if Letty were to breathe out too quickly, the air would snap and shatter and the spell would be broken. Annie, all grease paint and swagger, hair slicked back with quince-seed oil and cut short like a boy, would bow and grin and take charge all at once. But her prettiness defied her. There was a deliberate femininity to her gait and a glitter behind her eyes that was undoubtedly the gleam of a woman with a secret. Letty would watch, transfixed, as once again... Annie guessed correctly the deepest yearnings of woman after woman, chose the Queen of Hearts from a pack of cards where both Queen and her heart had already been chosen by a woman in the stalls, who checked her own identical card and held it to her flushed chest with averted eyes and the smile of a secret lover. Act Three Letty would wait after the show just outside, no matter the weather, just long enough to see Annie leave from the stage door, a blue door with peeling paint and a step scuffed with dust and ash and cigarette stubs. Then the door would be flung open, banging back on its hinges, and Annie would come with the others, unidentifiable now, dancers, perhaps, or singers, surrounding Annie with her coat buttoned up about a dress the colour of the cobbled street, hat pulled down over cut short hair, and blue eyes still smudged dark with Vaseline and coal, no matter how hard she rubbed, lips and cheeks still stained rouge. And she laughed self-consciously as Havelock joked with a shout, 
performer or prostitute to the hurry of women who smuggled together under the gaslights of London town, quickening their steps between the shadows, heads bowed, arms interlinked, and pressed together against the cold. That was Life in the Dressing Room of the Theatre, written and read by Eleanor Westfall. Please keep sending us your short stories. We love to read them and we love to produce them. And I hope you're having a wonderful festive season wherever you are. Goodbye.